Have you ever wanted to pack up your life, sell all your belongings, and just travel? For many people, that's just a pipe dream. But for one woman, she did just that. She's a celebrity chef that left behind life in the fast lane to create her own lane. She bought an RV and pimped up her ride, which includes her high fashion closet, including shoes with the red bottoms, y'all. <laughs> her name is Manushka Guerriere, and full disclosure, she's a friend of mine. And give it to him, Sin. We reached the double digits. <laughs> Welcome to episode 10. Episode 10? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Welcome to episode 10 of Don't Touch My Sunday's podcast. I'm Nadia Turner. And I'm Cindy Martin. She's... I'm in area and don't touch any of my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> She's cooked for Drake, Ariana Grande, and Brett Favre, amongst other celebrities. But she left behind her A-list life and is now traveling across America in an RV. With fleas, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> She's my homie. Trying to get rid of the fleas, Manushka Guerriere. You can follow her on Instagram at single underscore serving. Hey, Manushka. Hi. That's terrible. I don't know how to sing, and I can't believe you just made me do that. We didn't make you do anything, girl. You did what you did on your own accord. So, where are you now, Em? I'm in Burnsville, North Carolina, at Erica Phillips' 143-year-old cabin in the mountains. Wow! 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 And what you've got a you've got some sort of insect problem that I hear? Apparently, uh, I my dog who never gets fleas has fleas. Oh no! Lubes, Lubes, who needs his own page. Poor Lubes. That's his name, right. Lubes. Lubes, yeah, <laughs> after Louis Vuitton. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, that was very smart for him for me to name him that because he's never chewed my shoes. Oh, because he knows. He yeah, knows. he the, knows. Those red red bottoms aren't cheap, honey. No, they aren't. But I brought as many as I could with me on the road. Yay! <laughs> I was telling Sin about your shoe collection, and uh, when I was at your house, and I mean, it was just mind blowing. So, I'm just saying, girl, she got a shoe collection. I'm excited. I love shoes too. So, hey. But anyway, um, so our show, as you know, is called "Don't Touch My Sundays," and we like to ask all our guests, "What do you like to do on Sundays?" Oh. What, what do, you... do I like? To... <laughs> <laughs> now, before it was, I used to do soul food Sundays at my last client's house, and now I'm just traveling the country, and it, it varies. Uh, I think last Sunday I was on a boat. Oh, so I... it sounds like every day is Sunday for you, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Yeah, yeah. And what, um, what's your favorite thing to do on Sunday? Now that you, it seems like you've got more open time because you're uh, traveling cross country. Um, what's your favorite thing to do on a Sunday? Oh, my favorite thing back in the day before I got like super hectic was like mimosa Sundays. Like <gasps> bottomless. Girl, that's what we do. <laughs> when you come back to LA, we got to take you to some spots. We're going to have awesome. you back on the show. I love doing that. And like the yeah. people who would show up and it was just like, You'd have the best conversations and just right. 
well, chill that... and the sun was bright and it was just beautiful. Yeah, I think that's how this podcast came about. We were drinking mimosas <laughs> on a Sunday and we're like, you know, how do we make our Sundays even, you know, so. This Sunday sponsored by mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, um, tell us about your, I mean, you've had like this really incredible uh, fast life. I mean, you've, uh, you've cooked for, I mean, some of the, I mean, the most prolific people in the world. But oh, you left that all behind. Can I, just, can I just trip over some names right now? Go on, go on, please. please do. Tell us, tell us, girl. All right, so you guys named Drake and Ariana. There's Missy Elliott, Little Kim. <gasps> um there's Aaron Rodgers. There's Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley has his own chef coat and uh, a pizza oven. And he, he becomes my sous chef. And it's like the coolest freaking thing ever. No, that, that is incredible. <laughs> wow. I was like a huge Kiss fan growing up. That was like my first love. So I was like, wait, really? This is like for real. Like this is happening. Um, I worked for the Weinstein Company for very many, 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 many years during all of their award seasons including golden globes which i was invited to by accident one year and i got to hang out with like, oh, Idris cool. Elba, <gasps> with Usher, and I was oh. like uh, talk about God. a dream come emma true thompson, emma thompson uh gosh uh robin right pen oh wow. I was like, this is like this is my this is my life wow so, yeah how did it's you get into cool. that how did you get into i mean you know how did you get into cooking and then how did you get in get celebrity clientele I got into cooking professionally through my acting class. I used to study over at Ivana Chubbuck Studios. And there was this famous um, Australian actress, Katie Fisher, who had my food at a dinner party I had in my house one day. And she like offered to hire me to cook for the Jimmy Choo family, like um, oh. Laura Mellon. And I was like, I'm sorry, Tamara Mellon. And mm -hmm. I was like, really? You're going to pay me to cook for you? I, like, wow. I usually just go to people's house and cook for them. I was like, okay, that's cool. And then I started like toying and teetering with the idea, but not really like fully committing to it. And then um, I followed a girlfriend of mine from Miami who was in Vegas dancing for Cher. And um, I had lost my job. I had like all this like crazy things that happened. And I made them dinner one night and she and her friend Kevin Wilson were like, you need your own show. And I was like, I never even watched a food show. That's like stoner TV. I don't get it. Like you're like watching people eat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not tasting the food. Like I, I like that. That makes no sense to me. Anyways, long of the short, that parlayed into me being cast into a show on Food Network called Private Chefs of Beverly Hills a year into me deciding to switch from wow. um, performing arts to culinary arts. Well, and that isn't divine universe talking. Go mm. ahead. No, it's crazy. And like, like I, for instance, I got Ariana Grande because her mother's um, assistant was a fan of the show and she knew mm. that I would do a good job and would be like, Third, not. Yeah. yeah, well, thorough and also like, you know, keep people. Your food tastes good. Shit. Oh, God, thank you. Thank it you. looks good. I'm just watching it. I'm salivating all over your Instagram page. <laughs> but I think I was also kind of lucky because I came from an entertainment background that people knew that they can have me in their homes and that their anonymity would be protected and that it would be about them and not about me. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. 
And how did you uh, get into RVing, Em? I mean, it blew my mind the day you made that announcement. I was like, what? I mean, uh, yeah, what? I know, and you should have called me, but like, what are you doing? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I would never stop you from your dream. Go ahead. Seriously, because I've been asking people for months, like, why is nobody stopping me? And they're like, oh, like, we can stop you. I'm like, yeah, no, actually, you can, because, like, just... This no, is hard. <laughs> no, but I, and I, I, I know I've seen some of the struggles out there while you're while you're doing it, and I know you. It's just you and Lubes, uh, as as Cindy said, the the whole open road. Um, but it's I don't know. I just think it's beautiful. I just think that that whole journey that you're doing, and like, so how did you get into it? Um, basically, I just got into this deep dark part of Instagram called hashtag RV life <laughs> one night. <laughs> And I and I and I saw these women and I um and that's like the craziest part of this whole thing. I was able to befriend them and become friends with them and actually meet some of them on the road and we'll be meeting more of them um as I complete this in October. But there's like these women like R V Fixer Upper and um Flochet Harrigan. I mean she's got so many kids, this black woman with so many kids, young, millennial raising these children in this beautiful RV. Um, uh, Liz Camerol, who's not only like an incredible interior designer, but she's also did the whole RV life for a, a, a period of time with her husband. And I, I was watching their lives, um, pleading the fifth wheel, who's when I, we got to get to the part where my RV caught on fire, but oh, yeah. she started oh, the GoFundMe. She started GoFundMe to get me, to keep me on the road. There's just these women who just inspired me. And I was like, wow, yeah. this is really cool. And it incorporated so many things that I love. Like I love the aspects of renovating a home because I think renovating a home is uh, realizing a dream mm -hmm. or sharing a dream. Because mm -hmm. there's some people who do that professionally. And um, I wanted to travel because like travel's always been like, like my therapy and me I wanted too. to fall in love with cooking again because I got to a point where I just wasn't loving it anymore, which that's the thing. It's like, don't ever get a job you don't love. Just don't, mm. don't. Yeah. Cause you'll be miserable, great. miserable. And, um, then on the, on the moments that I had downtime that I wasn't working 20 crazy hours a day. Um, I, I, I really was reliant on people's support on social media. And then it kind of like started to feel weird after a while because I'm, I'm old school. I like face-to-face -face contacts. I like face-to-face -face interaction, I like human connection. Me too. And I wasn't getting that anymore. So I kind of like when I wasn't working anymore, I lost my job. Um, my, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. My family, my parents are healthy. Um, thank God. Um, I'm not responsible for anything right now. Just go. Mm. That's amazing. That's amazing. No excuses. Just just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. What was the hardest part for you um, making this come to life? Because I know you were shopping for an RV for months, and then souping it up and just doing all that stuff. But what would you say? Oh, the was souping like... it up was like my favorite part. Like, <laughs> even though even though like a lot of the parts was crazy, especially when it came to relying to other people yeah. to help, like. I don't know anything about plumbing and electrical, but um, <laughs> the hardest part was um, coming, just confronting the fact that I was relying on things to be happy. 
So when it was time to like get rid of a bunch of things, when it was time to rent out my house, I rented out my house and I rented out my car. Mm-hmm. Like my car was like, when I got my BMW X5, that was, that was like the pinnacle of success for me. It's like, mm-hmm. I got my dream car. You did it. Like, and, and you found it. It was, and you found it at a great price. I'm like a huge bargain hunter. Yeah. Uh, but it was, I wasn't happy. And I just accumulated all of these things and things that you can't take with you at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. So take it with, with the rise of the tiny movement that's going, the tiny house movement that's mm. going on right now, the whole tiny living thing. And then RV life incorporates tiny living, but on wheels, you get to travel. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, so let me just take this chance. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, the hardest part was just was just coming and coming, um, just being faced with how much I relied on things to make me happy. Right. And now that you've taken this journey, um, this incredible journey, um, would you say that you are feeling better now? I wouldn't say I'm feeling better, like completely, because because I am still being confronted with things about myself. Hmm. that I have to deal with and I have to like nip in the bud, but it, it, it has given me a sense and a, just an opportunity to really achieve my goal. Yeah. Yeah. Is it more of a, is, is it more of a spiritual journey for you? I mean, as well as, you know, obviously seeing this uh, beautiful country of ours on the open road, but is it also more of a spiritual journey than anything? Well, that's another thing. It's like I spent a lot of time online um, arguing with people that I didn't vote for Trump, not a Trump supporter. I'm currently in the South. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time with Trump supporters um, that I, I, I had to face. I had to face the reality. Oh, that's, by the way, that's the name of my show. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, I had cool. to face the reality that I, I just couldn't blame other people for whatever what was going on with me or how I wanted people to view me. It's like, everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a purpose and everybody has a reason. So it was, it became not just about me like renovating this RV and just like getting out, but it was also about like digging deeper into what are people's reasons and what are people's purposes as well as my own. Mm-hmm. So every day I wake up, it's a, it's, it's a new revelation, a new scary part to overcome and then you like holy crap you fucking did it yeah. <laughs> like i got all the way to north carolina i still don't even know how to back this damn rv up but i've had people <laughs> i've watched the videos of you me. of you doing that by the way it's uh oh, yeah mm-hmm. God. yeah I need like, to see why that. did you let me go on the road? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to come with you. I'm going to be honest with you, but you know, that's I, true. Yeah. But I got these uh, things called children um, that uh, kind of <laughs> keep you kind of strapped to the. Yeah. Hey, I have an idea. What? We should go that and see true. her. And then also maybe we can stop by and see Ernie. Yeah. That would kill two birds with one yeah. stone. Yeah. 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 We did. We, uh, our episode um, a couple of weeks ago, we interviewed this guy. He was 95 years old and he's running cross country across America he also has an RV, and so we're like, "Hey, we're gonna meet you on the road." So we want to meet both of you guys on the road and come awesome. 
compare yeah. RVs, although yours is like No, but there, there was one moment that I thought I thought I had her. I thought, like, <laughs> you can put some shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to be honest. I was sincerely thinking about it. Like, and I, I actually even spoke to my mom, um, I would say months ago. I said, hey, mom, will you, uh, you know, contribute <laughs> to my funds and uh, buy an RV, like a Kickstarter, and you just buy it, but I'll use it. And she was like, well, how much is that? I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll shop around. And then I was just kind of like, Who? I needed to be realistic with uh, where I'm at right now. And uh, I got to sit tight. But I, I've got so much. I'm so proud of you, Em. I'm yeah. so, so Thank fucking you. proud of yeah. you. Yeah. I, was, I was trying to be realistic, but at the same time, like, but there's these dreams. Just, mm. just follow your dreams. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. You have to follow. You what, got to. What, what That's what I would have, should have. I don't want to be in my deathbed going, I, you could have, would have, should have, and you didn't. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Regret is just the worst. What What would you say is um, are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned on the road, just not having a day-to-day, nine-to-five, you got to be here on someone else's schedule, but it's your time and the direction that you want to go in. What are some of the biggest I, lessons that you've I learned? Think, I think as a single black woman, what you just said is probably the most difficult because your time is never your time. Mm. Um, we, we've, been, we've been conditioned and raised to be of service, whether it is in our jobs or in our marriages or with our family or with our children. Mm. So that's, that's probably been like the biggest eye opener is I am understanding what is my time. Mm. Um, yeah. And then also being open to sharing that time with other people that I wouldn't have shared my time with. Mm. Um, it's beautiful. And learning that process and learning who people are in, in the raw and visceral sense of who they are, not just the highlights on social media. Mm-hmm. That's been the, the, the biggest, like, like, like I'm going to go back and talk about Alabama because I, I, I had no intention of staying there. Like that was a Walmart parking lot, Cracker Barrel parking lot. Yeah. Tell thing. us about that. I'll go to the lynching museum. I'll, I'll do that. And I'll just, you know, go on to Tennessee or Georgia or where I, I guess the, the history is just so dark. Mm-hmm. And and then it's like, then they have the whole rolling back on Roe versus Wade, and it's just like, how 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 are we moving forward? And and this is a place that's committed to making America great at a point that it's ne- was never great for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. how 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 do how how am I gonna have a good time there? How am I gonna enjoy? the people I meet there because I don't feel like we have anything Thing in, in common. common. So how did you and do boy, it? How did you do it? Man, it was amazing. I, I, I was, I was welcomed by this amazing man, Bubba Dickinson, who has uh, a lake house in Pelt city that his father and his mother, who I got to hear so many great stories about, uh, created this place for their family to just always come to because at the end of the day, man, we're all just squirrels trying to get a nut, right? Mm. Um, and created this place, and he wanted me to be in that in that place. And my color, my sex, my my ethnicity, my culture, my Haitian culture didn't matter. It was, I was literally a human being. Yeah. Um, and I ended up staying there longer than I anticipated there for a week and I got to go to Birmingham I got to go to the church where the four little girls lost their lives and 
I got to go to the Civil Rights Museum and I got to go to the lynching memorial in in uh, Montgomery and just to see the start of where black people were fighting to be held as equal as we are today and I'm in a space where I'm being seen as equal was like such it was such like it, 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 it was just like it was like this beautiful tapestry I didn't expect to be honest with you yeah and that was the lesson I needed to learn because it's like behind a keyboard you can be like ah, 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 you know just banging on the keys and saying you know just, yeah. all these things that you feel and only your opinion matters but at the end of the day we all want the same damn thing so why are we fighting yeah 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 i mean i i'm a big traveler as well um i lived uh, 16 years in in london and uh in europe and um similar to you i mean my my goal was just trying to understand people face to face and i you know i get a kick out of meeting people who are different from me because i'm i mean i'm a journalist i'm naturally curious about people where they come from and trying to find our similarities but also trying to understand our differences um mm -hmm. and yeah i mean there were there were some things um, for instance, like when I was um, in the Balkans in ex-Yugoslavia, I mean, that, that part of the world, they have so much strife and so much um, civil war between them. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to it, they are, you know, they're humans and they've got, they may not believe in the same God or they may not have, um, you know, everything exactly the same, but they're still, we're all humans it's at humanity. the end of the day. It's yeah. humanity. It is so. humanity. And, 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 you know, for someone who spent so much time on social media to, uh, touting how divided the United States is, um, I got my eyes open that it's really not that divided if you take the opportunity to go in and see for yourself. Yeah. So as much as I, I hate saying this about, like Trump keeps, he's uh, coined that term fake media. Mm-hmm. If you just rely on what people are telling you to believe, which is the media, then you're never going to really know the truth once you find out for yourself. I agree. You're out there doing the work that I think a lot of media should be doing, you know, and I think, I mean, I work, I'm a, I mean, I work as a journalist and, you know, I'm supposed to be, um, you know, doing, I mean, obviously, you know, we, we adhere to, to certain standards, um, some more than others, but, um, you know, like you're, you are out there like meeting the people. And I think that's what we need to have in this country is we need to have conversations and have, dif we have different opinions, but you know, we can't immediately shut somebody off just because they have different opinions than us. Maybe, you know, maybe they'll see something they'll see, or we'll see something in them and we'll, we can understand each other a lot but better. That's what, but that's what should have always been done. I mean, America was discovered by explorers to begin with. So why did we just stop exploring? Why did we let yeah. life work, commitment, family, like all these things like take over, like you should adventure and explore. Well, I think in my, and that, that's the thing that like disappointed me the most as growing up as an American. Like if I went to Australia or, or London where people are, I'm sorry, Australia or the United Kingdom where people are encouraged, like in mm -hmm. the UK, like you don't go to school straight after high school. You have a gap year. Yeah. You have to explore. Yeah. Like 
where else any else in the world is not they're not encouraged to travel and explore here here you have to work you have to work you have this commitment you have this you have that and it's like ah yeah yeah and it's a lot it's a lot i left (laughs) it's a lot like you know um you know i have an, an older daughter and um she, I've, I've told her straight up and down, you don't have to do what everybody, you know, wants you to do, i.e. go to college, do this, like that whole protocol. You know, I want her to travel. I want her to see the world. Oh, that, that build resentment. Yeah, I just, I, that's all I want her to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, I don't think college is for everybody. No. Um, I, I went to college, but I, I've done absolutely nothing with that degree. I'm using it now. I'm actually using my degree now. I owe money on it too, girl. I know, Isn't me too. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I, I, went, I went to college and I now, uh, sorry, I just rolled away from the <laughs> mic there for a second. Um, I went to college and I still, still have school loans that I'm paying. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm using the degree now because the degree falls under mass communications and journalism, but... Um, I just, you know, I, I look back at it and I really do think right after high school, I think I should have just traveled. I think I should have just, you know, left and just gone and seen the world. Luckily, because of my career, I've had the opportunity to see the world. But I, I feel I can't speak for Europe, but I know in America we have this protocol that after high school you go to college, yeah. you know, or you work or. Um, and get married. And get married. I, I, no, yeah. yeah. Those are all the things I'm pushing pushing people away from yeah. and just just live just live you yeah. know and uh, see who you are and be unapologetic for living too yeah. exactly like uh, a single black haitian woman yep. in a trailer lord have mercy you would think that oh you forgot beautiful that. manishka you forgot oh, beautiful and talented no, i did not forget that okay i'm just saying <laughs> i know you are beautiful i saw your Thank i'm seeing your instagram i'm like woof. yeah she was just like she's so beautiful i was just like i know i know <laughs> thank you no but i was just i was just mentioning the the line of stigmatism uh all the stigmas uh attached to being who i am in this country at this time and just Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, um, just uh, we're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back and we're going to talk to you about Anthony Bourdain. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll be right back. Don't touch by Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, and Saturdays either. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And we are. Don't touch my shit. We are back to Don't Touch My Sundays. We have our guest for episode 10, Manushka Gellier. And welcome, hey. M. Welcome back. Welcome. Yeah, I want I want to know, I want to know so much more about you. I'm so like I've total girl fan here. Um, I know that you have a big uh, that you're passionate about Anthony Bourdain, as so as I am too. Yes. So well, just you were just digging you. through my Instagram and saw all. No, of no, I actually <laughs> told her. I actually told her because I remember when he had passed. I know I was going through a rough time. You were going through a rough time, and we were really. Yeah, just... you texted me that day, and I was with my dad. Yeah, yeah, and I know how much he he means to you. Me too. And uh, so when you know, I just happened to mention it to her. She's like, "Oh my!" And I know Cindy loves Anthony as well. So I was like, "Okay, you two need to talk about this." So uh, yeah. yeah, that's how. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we're going to have an Anthony Bourdain therapy session right Oh, now. yay. <laughs> Maybe we should start a new Anthony My Bourdain. mom loves Anthony Bourdain as well. I mean, uh, she was so struck. She was so devastated. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, what did you love about him? It's like it's like the most fascinating man in the world got to live the most fascinating life in the world, and yet there was something off. Yeah. There was something. There was something. And, and the thing is, like he he had always said who he was and what he was struggling with. Mm-hmm. But I think we were just so enamored by him having the balls to go forward that we really didn't pay attention and and help him out with what was the struggles he was absolutely dealing with. Yeah, I mean, and he, that... became, he he became he became he became the hero we couldn't be for ourselves. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's part of the, the trappings of fame, isn't it? I mean, there's a certain uh, lifestyle that you but have to... But Anthony goes beyond fame. It's not just fame. Anthony represented something in all of us that we didn't have the balls to do. So we just relied on him to do it without giving him the support that he needed. What did he those, represent those to you? Those drug demons are not, they're no joke. What did he represent to you? What he represented to me was a sense of freedom and curiosity that we don't allow ourselves to go to because we have to be responsible. Mm-hmm. We have to be, you know, accountable. Like he was just, He's a modern day martyr, to be honest with you. Like he, 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 he had the balls to do what we didn't have to do, and then, but when he was alone, which was a lot, uh, he had to face some some demons that uh, were a little more powerful than he was. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I also I love the fact that he was just so personable with everybody. You know, he got to know people like really and it wasn't you know the, the... but it wasn't just that too he'd tell you go fuck yourself too like, yeah that's it was also go, cool i mean he, he's he Trump and the clintons to go fuck themselves yeah like, i mean he's I mean, punk i mean he was a, he's a former punk punk rocker and you know he's rock and roll and that's what i love about him you know i love um people who like are naysayers to society like that and they just you know who who gives a fuck about what people uh think if you get to say what you have to say you've got an opinion mm-hmm. So. But then who gives a fuck about what people think? But when you're a lot of people are responsive or relying on you, you're yeah. responsible for other people. It weighs heavy. Yeah. 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 This is true. So, okay. Next, um, this is just my thoughts. And of course you're, you're about to educate me, but um, I don't see a lot of black people in RVs. I'm just going to keep it real. So, <laughs> so, you know, again, I was never going to talk you out of it because I was like, okay, we about to have some representation out there. Um, but what do you think about well, that? Well, I have to give shout outs to Floche Harrigan, who I told you about earlier. Yes, you did. You did. And Robin Goudreau Baxter. Robin Goudreau Baxter runs a couple Facebook groups for African Americans who RV either full time or recreationally. Really? I got to get, get up with that. that. Man, girl, when I found those two in the deep, dark corners of Instagram, our hashtag RV life, I was like, oh, I can do this. Yeah, I need, I need to see that. Too. Floche's, do- Floche's sister just did my hair when I was in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I was oh, there cool. to visit um, Brett Favre and his family. And I was like, 
It's all casual. I was there to visit Brett Favre and his family. <laughs> yeah, good times. And I got my hair did. <laughs> yes, Em, go ahead, darling. No, there's just a, like, there's like the fact that like the, 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 those worlds connected because that was like a huge fear of mine. I'm like, okay, now you have cameras on you. It's not like you're just, you're not just traveling on your own. Like you're taking people along the ride with you and you have to look a certain way. Sorry, but that's. Yeah, just, yeah that's just the truth of it and and uh, there was a point where i got back from la and my hair just got fried in louisiana and i was like i don't know what to do and i started looking up places on yelp in hattiesburg to get my hair done and flochet saw one of my stories she's like girl you know i'm from hattiesburg and my sister's over there my sister does hair she'll do your hair Wow. Ooh. You need to send me her information. Um, the, uh, it's the, RV. the best my hair has ever looked. Really? No, <laughs> I, your one. pictures, your pictures are looking great. I know you just did a, I don't know if it was a photo shoot or what, but you are looking really, really enchanting. Just saying. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> like, it's the best my hair has ever looked, but not only that, like, because of my relationship that I built with Roche, Floche as a, um, a black girl in the whole RV life um, on the road, um, she took really good care of me. Yeah. So would you say that there is a big black people RV? Like, you know, would you say that there's a, a huge community? Community. Thank you, girl. It's building. It's building. And thankfully, because of Robin. Oh, and Dr. Lisa Beal. Lisa okay. Beal will blow your mind. Okay. I got to get those. Women- Need to look them up they okay. are just phenomenal okay, okay. uh well. and at least way before i hit the road they all like we would dm each other and they would give me so much advice to how this life is but robin and lisa specifically uh are branching out because they want more african-americans yeah i really yeah because i've I've grown up my life just always knowing that um you know i've been in rvs before but it's usually a friend's family you know where you know that you know we both went to school in miami and yes (laughs) yes exactly i'll say it okay i'm glad you will because i was i was trying i think i think it cut out what what was that uh, there's some places on this journey, like I was in this, uh, this these dunes, um, and like and like the Colorado Utah border. I didn't even, I never even heard of it, but it's like it's like a cross of a sand dune, a beach, a creek, and the mountains all in one. Yeah, and it was just like all these white people camped out everywhere, and I was yeah. like. How come they know about this, but we don't? We don't. And then mm-hmm. I guess that's how I felt. I mean, like you just mentioned, um, it kind of cut out, but um, you just mentioned us going to school and, you know, what we were exposed to. And it was, you know, I went to a majority white high school and I believe you did too. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just, my understanding of, of roading it or the open road, I just associated Same. it with white people. Mm-hmm. And then well, yeah. I, that was just how I thought. And then at some point in time, I realized, wait, why can't we do this? Yeah. That's not your fault, though. Let's go back to last year's Oscar winner, the Green Book. It was not safe for us to travel. Yeah. Let me tell you, and I'm going to go back to Alabama because I have to say this. I've gone from Los Angeles to here. I started with a person and I'm ending it on my own. And I've gone all the way this far to the other 
side of the country where I don't know how to back my RV up. And I've been very clear and open about this in all my Insta stories and all my posts. No one's worrying about my safety when it comes to driving. But when I said I was going to Alabama, girl, my DM blew up. Really? Oh, my God. Blew up. Blew up. And what do they say? Well, just concern about my safety. You're concerned about talking shit about Alabama football. Like, like it was like, there was like this hate and this jealousy and this misunderstanding, the stigma attached that is just spread throughout the country that was concentrated on this one area. Like I went through Mississippi with no problem. I went through Louisiana, no problem, but Alabama seemed to like incest a lot of people. Yeah. Mm. I was like, you're not worried about me. Like, I'm like, I don't know how to drive this 12,000 pound thing. You're not worried about like what I can do to somebody on the road, but you're worried about what can happen to me in Alabama. That's really interesting. Yeah. 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 Alabama just seems to be like such a a battleground for so much stuff. I mean, so much, there's so much, uh, tension. I mean, not more than tension. I mean, I mean, how do you, how did you feel when you were there? I mean, did you, I mean, yeah, let's, let's, let's ask, the I question. was really lucky that I could be open about how I felt. Yeah, I told, I told them about the DMs and I got and everything, and all of them. It was like it's a large family. It's a it's a it's uh, it was two brothers, a sister, and um, their children and grandchildren, and we all hung out together and even extended parts of the family. And I was very clear about like how was blown away that this was the reception that I got here and that the people were concerned and they were like, it really sucks that people feel that way about them. Right. But it was like, what do we do? And, and Bob has been very clear. He's like, just come to my house. If you have any issues, if you have any questions about how Alabama and who the people have come here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, his, he has an open door policy. Like I have an open door policy in LA. And I just thought that was just so beautiful. But I wouldn't have known that had I not gone there. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that he's 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 open like that. I I, I would would but hope. But there's that... a lot of people open like that. A lot of people open like that. You just have to. You just have to seek them out. Every single woman, like Liz Cameron, who has over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, RV Fixer Up, who has over forty thousand followers on Instagram, Flipping Nomad, same thing. Like these people are. These are the women who really inspired me. To, to come on the road and I reached I DM'd each and every one of them and I said I want to meet you and I want to like get to know you like for real for real and they were like yes and they let me into their homes it wasn't just like the things that I was scrolling on Instagram to give me inspiration or give me life or whatever it was like here come welcome like please and I was just like this is awesome yeah I, I don't know it sounds amazing to me it sounds yeah absolutely exhilarating me like too I'm getting a high off of me it me too so, yeah um okay so I mean what advice would you have for people I mean who want to do what you're doing like leaving everything behind and then just doing and buying an RV and then just saying like fuck it or just in general like just in life overall if there's something they want to do what's your advice just do it I I, I spent a lot of time, hours, back and forth, um, trying to talk myself out of it or trying to enroll people to talk me out of it. Um, I spent a lot of hours planning for disasters and planning for things that can go wrong. Um, 
and it just it, there was more time that I was not on the road. Now I'm like behind. Like my my journey comes to an end in October, and I'm just like shit. Yeah. I should have just mm-hmm. went out. Like you have a calling, just do it. Just just go. Just do it. Nothing holding you back. You have nothing. If you have someone beside you who wants to support you on this and go with you, just go. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. Do it. I... And, and, and and just be in awe of the miracle of what life is. Like this is we we're this is such a gift and we take it for granted all the time. Yep. It's true. Just... You know this, Nadia. You and I have had some really deep conversations over the years trying to just understand like what is our purpose and why and why are the struggles and how do we navigate through the struggles yes we've had some it's I, i'm actually reflecting and trying not to get all teary-eyed but um <laughs> we've, we've had some very very in-depth talks and i think some of them without alcohol which makes them even like more crazy but um <laughs> we love alcohol yes we do yes, hey we i do, do too <laughs> um yeah. so Cheers. so M, I know you're back in october but what's next what's next well, hopefully, um, I got a lot of footage from the renovation process to um, some of the states that I hit. Hopefully, I can sell it as a show. Um, if not, then I have the experience of a lifetime. Well, I can help you. I can. Uh, I can help you with that. Yeah, yeah, Cindy. <laughs> I, I don't know about the twenty twenty thousand hours, but I know she she definitely can can help. So yeah, she could definitely contribute <laughs> some time there. Thank you. Uh, so we are wrapping things up, M. We'd like to say a big thank you to Manushka. Thank Make sure. you. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank you. Remember. I, I, I got episode 10. I got the first double digit. You did, girl. Girl, double, double, double up. All right. <laughs> Remember, you can follow her on Instagram at single underscore serving. And please follow us and give us a rating on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we need feedback. We love feedback. So follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Don't Touch My Sundays or email us at Don't Touch My Sundays at gmail.com. Well, here's my feedback. I think you guys are great. I'm so proud. Oh, <laughs> thank this you. Awesome. I love you, Em. <laughs> I love you. And you know, I'm, and I'm, you know me, I'm not talking shit. Um, I really, I really hope that when you get back, we could reconnect and have some mimosas. Yeah. Um, on a, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be Sunday, Sunday, girl. It don't got to be Sunday, girl. A mimosa is a mimosa. Um, but I, I, I know I, a place they do bottomless mimosas Monday through Sunday. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You just stay. Just stay. Just keep so, going. <laughs> so I know when you when you get back, you're gonna probably need to just kind of take take some time. But I really, really would love to see you. Um, Me too. So just Me you too. know, and I want to introduce you to Cindy as well. But I just we are wrapping things up, and I'd like to thank my esteemed co-host Cindy Martin. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'd like to thank my audio partner in crime, Nadia Turner. Well, darling, yes, yes. And, of course, we want to say a big thank you to Farside TV and Booty Brown. Booty Brown. (laughs) And the music you heard at the top and the bottom of the shows was written, produced, and performed by none other than Nadia Turner. Thank you, Manushka. Thank you for that. And um, remember, we'll be having one more episode with Booty Brown for our season finale. So stay tuned for the details. See ya. Bye. Bye. Don't touch my Sundays. Don't touch my Sundays.